Hello and welcome to the Bodcast Station, where you get to hear from some of the world's biggest fans of your human body. Today we'll be hearing from Karen Urbanik, a holistic healthcare practitioner, creator of the Therapeutic Nutritional Counselor Certification, CEO of Holistic Health Educators, and mother to 11 children. This is a replay of one of her radio shows. Enjoy! Get ready for a science-based, highly educational, fast-paced episode of Mastering Your Body with your host, Karen Urbanik. With decades of experience in working with clients, she's here to do one thing, educate and motivate you to take control of your health, one cell at a time, right from your kitchen. Hello, thank you for joining. This is Karen, yes, your cell health protector. Today we are going to be learning about acid. Yes, can I hear it for acid? No, we don't really want to be cheering for acid. We also are going to learn about alkaline, acid, alkaline balance in your body. Last week, you heard about the immune system. The week before, all about how cells function. And today, you're going to know how you can take charge of your health. Because guess what? Guess what? Cancer, disease, Epstein-Barr, the common cold, they do not happen. They do not grow. They do not divide. You literally will not get sick when you have the right pH. Now, let me hear it for pH, right? So the potential of hydrogen, it should have been labeled the power of hydrogen because really you can change your life when you change your pH. And this presentation is all about doing just that. So let's just start with some depressing news, right? Because we're supposed to be all depressed and then we can have a hurrah moment. We're looking at major worldwide killers right now. We're looking at, you know, 8.2 million deaths per year from cancer. If you really get into math, that's about 936 people per hour. Uh, you're looking at heart attacks, 7 million deaths per year. You're looking at 800 people an hour. Strokes, about 6.2 million deaths a year. It's about 700 seven people an hour, and 582 people on average are dying every hour from diabetes. That is an incredible amount of people dying in an hour. Put that into minutes and you're looking at you've got friends around the world dying every minute during this presentation from literally major worldwide killers that can be prevented in the kitchen, that can be helped and aided with a proper pH. Now, am I saying that you can cure everything with the pH? Almost, but no, there's always going to be something that we're going to miss. But I will tell you that you are never going to have felt better when you raise the potential of hydrogen of your body. So let's just go back to basic chemistry, right? Acid and alkaline. And the body is going to reside in one of two states, an acidic state or an alkaline state. Now, the acidic state is going to cause a lot of issues to the body. And I want to mention these because if you're dealing with any of these issues, it's most likely because you have acid in the body. If you think of acid, you think of Diet Coke, you think of Coke, you think of different acid mediums. Well, cancer grows in an acidic medium, right? So, and acidic blood plasma is irritating. It erodes the muscle tissues of the inner walls of the arteries and the veins. So acid can be irritating and causing a lot of issues with arteries and veins. Acid eats into the cell wall membranes of the heart arteries and the veins. Acid in the body, it's improper fat metabolism and insulin production. So so, and if you think about this, um, <clears throat> so an acidic body is going to leach the minerals from the bones and the teeth. So when you have more acid in your body, so you're drinking foods that have, you know, drinking drinks that are very acidic, you're eating foods that are very acidic, your, your blood has to maintain a 7.365 pH all of the time. You, me, everyone, Caden, the producer, my kids at home, all of us everywhere are maintaining that exact same blood pH. Well, now wait a minute. If we're not eating vegetables, 
how are we maintaining the blood pH potential of hydrogen of 7.365? You got it. We are stripping minerals out of our bone structure. This whole osteoporosis thing, right? Osteopretic, osteoporosis. This is because you're not eating enough minerals. We're not eating enough minerals as a society. And so literally, we're leaching them out of our bones and we're leaching them out of our muscles. We become weak. We lose our muscle mass. Our our bones become Swiss cheese, which they just call osteoporosis, but Swiss cheese is probably more appropriate. And then boom, we're like, what did we just do? You literally, you just, you know, all your minerals went out your whole bone just went down the toilet, actually, because you just literally had to, to literally pull apart your body. So when we look at acids, we're looking how they they actually they break down the lipids. They increase free radical damage of the cell's walls. There's just, I could talk about acid for a very long time. So if we're looking at cancer and heart disease and weight gain and diabetes and osteoporosis and dangerous cholesterol levels, premature aging, all of those are a result of acid. So acid, acid, acid is irritating, inflammatory, and causes disease in the cell. So what can we do, you know, to reverse that? Well, that's that's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about that probably for a heck of a lot longer because it's awfully exciting. <laughs> so you're looking at bringing alkaline foods into the diet or alkaline products into the diet. So acid and alkaline. When we are in an acidic state, we want to do what we can to create a more alkaline nature. And you can go ahead and, by the way, so on our website, i2h2e.com, you can download a Fueling for Life brochure. And it's got a beautiful handout you can put on your fridge, full color. The whole thing is great. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a little ebook on how you can change the potential of hydrogen of your body. And we've got these food categories, uh, that we've, um, We've outlined with what percentage of your diet should be, you know, acidic, which percentage of your diet should be alkaline. And study after study after study after study has shown over the last many, many decades that when you have an 80% alkaline intake, that's when your body can maintain the 7.2368 or 7.369 or what those higher pH levels so that we don't get sick. And I'm telling you, it works. This really works. We actually, you can actually test your pH at home using a pH strip. You can go to any health food store and ask for a litmus strip or a pH strip, and then you can test your urine and your saliva. And you would test your urine first thing in the morning, and you can test your saliva first thing in the morning. And you can also test in the middle of the day but in in and around food, you don't want to eat something and then test it. But there's nothing greater than like and getting that pH strip back and going, yeah, seven point three, you know, yeah, seven point four. Uh, we actually had this thing with our with our family every Wednesday or every other Wednesday would be pH day, and the kids would need to you know tell me what their pH was, and so they'd go upstairs and they'd you know test their pH first thing in the morning, and then they'd yell down, you know, hey mom. 7.2. Hey, mom, 6.75. And then there's always that person who's like, mom, it's like 5.5. What do I do? <laughs> you know, it's like, But it was so great because the kids learned early to take control of their health and everything's measurable. Everything on the planet is measurable. And so measuring the pH of the potential of hydrogen in our body is something you can do at morning, noon, and night. Uh, really an exciting uh, time we had with one of our cancer clients is she had been uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer 
and told that there was nothing else that she could do to live. And so we worked with her and we were able to bring her pH up. And she got so excited. She called me one day because she's like, oh my gosh, you know, Karen, my pH is like a 7.8. And we were trying to get her pH to an eight and a half because then she'd be able to reverse quite a bit of the cancer. And um, she got so excited. She called her husband and he ran home and he tested his pH right away. And lo and behold, his pH was high too. So it was really cool. So anyhow, learning about pH is something I'm going to really strongly encourage you to do. Um, the foods that are high in pH are going to be your non-cooked foods, right? So your your lemons and your limes and your your different fruits and all your sprouts and your grasses and your kale and asparagus and all your greens, millet, buckwheat, breast milk, but like, let's not go there. But anyhow, and so like literally you can be filling your body with all of these higher alkalizing foods to change your pH. Now, that is the way to start cutting out some of these numbers of cancer, heart attacks, strokes, and diabetes that are killing so many people every single minute. So I've got some tips for you, and that's why I'm here today on this show, is to share some tips on how you can best protect your cells from disease, right? From disease of the cell. And so when we're looking at how are we going to alkalize our body, what are some of the steps that we can do? And overall, this is part of a presentation called Live with Outrageous Energy, Never Be Sick Again. And one of the first things I teach during Live with Outrageous Energy is actually how the body functions, how when you pick up some food and you start to chew it, literally the saliva is full of amylase and that's going to start breaking down your food products. And so amylase breaks down carbohydrates and that happens the minute you start to eat. And well, and if, if you really want to get technical, it actually happens before you eat. And all of you know this happens because you walk into the, 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 you know, the movie theater and you smell popcorn and you start salivating. And so there's saliva in your mouth already because your body knows you're going to get, give in and buy popcorn. <laughs> so literally you're starting to break your food down before you even chew it. And that's how it is in very many uh, of the Ayurvedic uh, cultures and Asian cultures. A lot of them don't even use spoons and, and forks. They use their hands because they want to feel their food. Because as you feel, you touch, you smell your food, you actually start breaking down the food and you are literally calling the enzymes needed in the saliva, in the small intestine, in the pancreas to actually break the food down. Where when you're using forks and knives, you know, you don't get that same communication. So I'm just, I'm giving you the A-OK to eat everything with your fingers. Okay, so okay, now that you feel incredible and you can go play with your food anytime, let's talk about what happens in that in that, in that that saliva. So we're breaking down the carbohydrates and then you chew, 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 and that food is going to come down your esophagus, which is only about 11 inches, and kapow, it goes into the stomach. In the stomach, the food is going to churn and the stomach is the most acidic part of your body. The, the two acidic areas of your digestive system is your stomach and then the colon. And the stomach is acidic. And depending on the pH of the stomach, you're going to know if you're going to eat healthy and feel well and absorb your food or if you're not. Everything happens right there in the stomach because the stomach has to get down to a 1.7 to 2.4 pH in order for the the floric sphincter to open up so the food can go into the small intestine. So the food comes down the esophagus, stops at the esophageal sphincter, lower esophageal sphincter, and it goes into the stomach. And then the stomach is going to mix the food with hydrochloric acid. Now, hydrochloric acid is a big issue because there's a lot of people walking 
walking around in America with not near enough hydrochloric acid. And we, we can fix that. But that is something to be very aware of. If there's not enough hydrochloric acid, you cannot make pepsin. And pepsin is what breaks your proteins into amino acids. Now, don't let this overwhelm you. It's basically, it, pepsin is what pulls apart the Lincoln logs, right? Pepsin is what pulls things apart. And then you have more toys to play with. You can rebuild it into something different. So you're looking at, you have amylase breaking down carbohydrates, you have pepsin breaking down your proteins, and you have hydrochloric acid in the stomach. When there's enough hydrochloric acid, then the food will easily pass from the stomach into the small intestine, and then it'll start getting broken down with more enzymes that are coming from your pancreas. God love the pancreas, right? And so, boom, the pancreas is sending more enzymes. It goes through the small intestinal system, and it'll end up in your colon, and then there's acid in the colon to pull out the rest of the nutrients and water, and it's acidic to make you have a bowel movement. Kapow, right? Now, next week, you gotta join me because we are gonna, man, hang on to your hats. We are gonna talk about bacteria and you are gonna flip and love this entire half an hour on bacteria. So please don't miss next week all about the gut microbiome because I am very, very passionate about the billions of bacteria you have in your gut. Like literally, I'm serious. I don't know who loves your cells more, you or me, and it's probably me. Like I'm here and I don't know who loves your bacteria more. It's probably me. Uh, but anyhow, so join me next week on that. So this entire digestive system is using our mouth, it's using our esophagus and our stomach, our small intestine and our colon. It's also getting a lot of enzymes from the pancreas and then the liver. The liver is where bile is created and bile is intricately connected to appropriate digestion. One of my clients yesterday, she came in and uh, and I did a scan. I'm like, okay, where's your gallbladder? And she's like, oh yeah, I had that removed. And I'm like, okay, so are you taking some kind of bile salts or what are you taking? She's like, nothing. I said, okay, well, well, that's the problem. <laughs> you need a gallbladder. Everyone needs a gallbladder. Gallbladders are part of the car, right? They're part of the machine. And when you take it out, it was doing something. So you have to do something. You have to actually do what the gallbladder was doing. And the gallbladder is literally a holding tank. It's a little storage tank that holds bile. And liver makes the bile, stores it in the gallbladder. You eat an avocado, you eat a french fry, you eat some potato, potato chips, you eat some olive oil, and boom, the bile is going to come, trick, 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 trick. it's going to trickle down into the duodenum or the duodenum so that it can start breaking down the fats. So when you take out the gallbladder, and I'm kind of really into organ renewal, not organ removal. So before you get that gallbladder removed, come and, come and let's talk. But anyhow, if you've had the gallbladder removed, then we have to do something because now there's no bile at all going into your digestive fluids. So you are not able to break down fats and that is causing a lot of side effects in the body. So make sure you get onto some good bile salts and they can be cell salts, they can be a bile formula, they can be an herb. There's many, many things that are out there that you can take, but you really need to be focusing on that. So that gallbladder is also part of the digestive system. Well, when the body is consuming minerals, then we can increase the potential of hydrogen because of nutrient absorption. So the more minerals you eat, then the more absorption of minerals you're going to have and you can rebuild your bones. You can rebuild your muscles through mineral supplementation. So minerals, minerals, minerals. So Karen, where in the world do you get all these minerals, right? 
Well, I'm telling you, they come from the ground. And if we look at this, the Earth is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, we did not come from Mars, right? We did not come from Jupiter. We literally came from Earth. Like, sperm, egg, boom, baby, right? Where, how did the baby grow? Well, that's a whole other subject. We can do that later. But the baby grew from whatever your mother was eating, right? That was it. So whatever mom was eating is what you grew from. So if it was, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken and potato chips and pizza and Captain Crunch... Well, you know, you probably came out a little different than someone who is, you know, being formed with a whole load of vegetables, uh, you know, and and delicious, you know, proteins and healthy supplements. And so you literally, literally are made from what you eat. And think about the earth, right? The earth has, what, 47% oxygen and it's got aluminum and it's got manganese and potassium and sodium and thiamine and, man- you know, nickel and copper and zinc. What am I missing? Oh, calcium, iron, silicon, lead, white, boom, boom. So these make up the earth. And we all know the periodical table of elements, there's hydrogen and helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, copper. And okay, I'm not going to sing the whole song because that would be crazy. But the periodical table of elements is literally the periodical table of electricity. Iron, cobalt, magnesium. Hydrogen has one electron. Helium has two electrons. Magnesium has 12 electrons. All of them are vibrating and all of them make you you. So when you don't have enough magnesium, well, then you're going to have side effects of not having enough magnesium. You're going to have um, heart palpitations or AFib and your legs are going to hurt and you're going to have bad bowels and et cetera. So every time that you're deficient in sodium and calcium and iron and manganese and magnesium, potassium, there's going to be an issue with your body because you are made from minerals. (laughs) Can I hear a hallelujah? (gasps) Okay, I've got to get a recording of a hallelujah because I'm always saying that. But anyhow, and so we want to make sure that we get minerals. So minerals come from the earth. They come from the ground. That is the only way to get minerals. And there's only two ways to get them out of the earth. You can lick a rock, but that's really weird. Please don't do that. Or you can eat a plant. That's it. So when you go to the health food store or you go to Walgreens, you go to Walmart, you go anywhere, and you're looking for minerals, my gracious, only get a mineral made from a plant. 99% of what they sell at a health food store, I won't buy. Now, mind you, I owned two very large health food stores, okay? So we owned health food stores and I would not sell a rock. I would think that would be criminal, right? So ground up rocks are most often what you're buying. If you go to your inside of your you know, house and you open up your medicine cabinet, boom, you're looking at ground up rocks. You're finding them from, from every, every corner of the earth. Oh, these rocks came from Switzerland. It's still a rock. Like you can come over here to the, you know, planet 1051 and grab some rocks out of the backyard and put them in your blender and you're getting the same thing. I don't care if it came from the Swiss Alps. It's still a rock and you are not a plant. You cannot biotransmutate a rock. So everything comes down to how do you get the minerals into your body? You can take a rock, but you're only going to absorb 10% of a rock. So if you spend 100 bucks on a bunch of rock minerals, which all of you have done, I did it before I knew what I was doing, right? Boom, you're only going to get 10% of it and you're going to urinate 90%, 90 bucks down the drain, right? Well, not don't urinate down the drain. That would be disgusting. But you're going to urinate $90 down the toilet. So what you want to be doing is getting your minerals from plants, Okay, so we need, Caden, we just got to get some music background here, okay? <laughs> yeah. So we need to look at green vegetables as being minerally filled vegetation that is going to fill the cells and regrow your bones and reverse osteoporosis. Yes, I just said that. 
herbs and minerals. That's how you rebuild your bones. It's not a hidden fact that you can reverse these issues. We have clients reverse their issues, and we're very thankful, you know, for medical doctors and modern medicine. But we're even more thankful for Mother Earth, right? And that Earth that is giving us all these minerals to. Reinstitute a proper pH balance and to reincorporate minerals back into our bodies. So remineralizing the body is literally the way to raise your pH and to regrow the muscles, the tissue, and the the bones that have been depleted because we've been living in an acidic state. So back to the beginning of the show when I talked about okay, cancer and heart disease and diabetes and weight gain and you know osteoporosis, those are all caused by acidic environments. And so if we can alkalize the environment, well, ding, ding, right, we can reverse those issues. So what are a couple of things I wanted to point out during this presentation alone is a lot about pH, what we just learned, where to get minerals, but then how, what else do we need? Well, obviously, if we look back at the periodical table of elements, that's electricity. What does electricity need to be conducted? Water. So the drink your water thing is not just because your mother was bored. Well, hey, drink your water. The drink your water was that so your brain would work, <laughs> so you wouldn't have a headache, and so you're literally that your tissues and organs could communicate, that your cells could communicate. Your cells are amazing. Your cells are floating in extracellular fluid, and they're full of intracellular fluid. What fluid are we floating in, right? We want to be floating in water. We want to be floating not in soda pop and in coffee or in Red Bull, ah, right? We want to be floating in water. That water is going to conduct, is going to conduct electricity. So we can open up our, our, um, the, the portal sites on our cells are called aquaporin receptors. And those aquaporin receptors are going to open up and then water is going to come into the cell and be absorbed. So we can absorb water into our cells and kept, keep this ebb and flow going. So water, two quarts of water by two. That's always my go-to, right? And so two quarts of water by two. And I don't care what you put in your water. I personally don't like water, but I have to drink water because number one, I preach it. Number two, my brain needs it. Goodness knows that. And so I put stuff in my water, put oranges, put lemons, put you know, mint, mints, put strawberries. I don't care what you put in your, in your water, put something in the water, but enjoy getting that water um, into your body. And then something interesting I wanted to mention uh, was a little bit about maybe what not to eat. So some of the things that cause a lot of acid in the body is going to be dairy. Dairy and meat do cause a lot of acid. So yes, I'm someone who does not promote the consumption of dairy. Um, and I, I mean, here and there, a little bit of raw dairy or whatever I'm fine with. But people that are drinking a lot of milk, eating a lot of cheese, eating ice cream, mucus that builds up in the body is very, very acidic. And the more mucus, the more acid in the body. Uh, uh, and I mean, and I don't know. I mean, this is just basic science. When you cook milk, right, it mineralizes the the minerals ionize, and that creates what? Well, ionized minerals. Hello, that's stones, muscular weakness, GI tract inflammation. There's a lot of issues that milk can cause, and I'm not going to go on a dairy rampage. Just so you know, I am from Wisconsin. Moo, okay, land of the cows, and um, I've had many dairy farmers change their diet and get off the dairy and do phenomenally well. And when it comes to meat, some organic grass-fed meat. I know people are on a keto craze right now. Totally fine. But man, be careful with how much meat we're eating. Really look at that paleo suggested suggested amount where just a few ounces, if we're eating, if we're choosing to eat meat, we raised our family eating meat and pretty sparingly, um, if ever. I actually only cooked meat a few times for our family, raising all of them, and they've they've all done phenomenal because we got our proteins in different sources. Um, but anyhow, just be aware that milk, you know, that meat 
um, will raise the uric acid. And again, uric acid, gout, you know, irritating inflammation, a lot of damaging of the tissue, arthritis, you know, muscle tissue areas. So those are all things that come from acid. So just be a little bit aware of what we're actually going to go home and eat today because you're all going to go home after hearing this and go, okay, what's for dinner? And I just want you to think, ooh, I'm going to take a bigger salad. Ooh, I'm going to make a smoothie. Ooh, I'm going to do a little bit more of the green beans or, or some of the, oh my gosh, asparagus is amazing, right? Throw asparagus on your salad. Do something with some of the squash now that it's uh, if it's that season and look at what else you can do with your broccoli and some cauliflower. So really look at focusing on how can you alkalize the body through your diet. And sure, there's alkalizing agents that you can go to the store and buy. But the very best thing you can do for your cells is to eat that. Let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And this is something that we've been teaching for years. I'm, I've been in this industry for over a decade. I've worked with thousands and thousands and thousands of clients. And it has been an amazing journey to watch people change their diet from an acidic diet to an alkaline diet and then get well. And so can it happen to you? Well, I can tell you that I've seen miracles happen. Well, what are quoted as miracles, but really it's just the changing of the cell structure. And when you change that cell environment, you change you. And I hope you're enjoying what you're learning from these presentations. And literally everything I have I have to offer is, uh, is found on our online courses. So if you have any interest in developing uh, and opening your own practice and learning all of this, give our office a call. Our office manager is just a hoot. Uh, she's out in, in Colorado and she's just adorable, adorable. And she's 262-339-4024. Uh, but thank you for joining me. And, under, and I hope that you're getting inspired through these series to understand that you are the master of your body. And if you're looking to take control of your health, there's no further to look than right there in front of you. Start in the kitchen. Start exercising, start breathing, start choosing the awesome people to hang around around you and you are going to watch your life change. Hey, thank you for joining us. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars, course certifications, events, conferences, parties, go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com. We would love to connect with you. We also host weekly live question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.